Today's program has been brought to you by GreatBrewers.com, a social media marketing platform dedicated to promoting the world's great brewers and the beers they create. For more information, visit GreatBrewers.com. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit HeritageRadioNetwork.org for thousands more. Hey, 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 welcome to Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. It's March 12, 2013. I'm Jimmy Carboni from Jimmy's Number 43 and the Good Beer Seal. I have a great lineup of guests tonight. Tonight is our, our Queen's Craft Beer Show. We've got Gloria Dawson, a writer from Time Out New York. we got Jan and Ben from the Queen's Kickshaw. Hey. Rich from a new brewery, Bridge and Tunnel. And a special hey. guest from Manhattan, Gus Anton from Inwood Local. All right. Thanks for coming on the show, guys. We have a great sponsor, greatbrewers.com. You can learn about beer. Have any of you ever taken the Great Brewers 100 test? No. <laughs> I highly recommend it. Go to greatbrewers.com. They have, they have a 20 test and a 100 test, and uh, it, it, you can kind of study as you, as you take the test. I think, Gus, you should take it. You, you've got a, uh, a new bar up in the Inwood up yeah, in should, northern Manhattan, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, do yeah you, I should do, probably take it. Yeah, do you do any beer training with your staff or anything? Um, no, pretty much the sales reps come in, and, and we do tastings, and they uh, you know describe all the flavor profiles and, and all that and, with uh, the staff, yeah. Uh, ben, in, in Queens Kickshaw, do you do any staff t- training or anything? Well, we have uh, uh, four taps, and uh, we've never had the same beer twice, so we taste a lot of beer. So every time uh, one beer kicks, another one comes on, so we learn a lot that way. I say go to the greatbrewers.com <laughs> site. Start off with the 20 test. It's, it's really good. It covers a lot I of think things. We should probably education, take some history. <laughs> All right. So that's our sponsor, greatbrewers.com, and thanks to the Good Brew Seal. Queens Kickshaw, you guys uh, might be in the Good Brew Seal one day. We hope so. You're a small, independently owned beer bar in New York City. We're crossing so, our fingers. Yep, and every year there's a whole new crop, and that'll be coming up in the spring. And uh, people always ask me, how do they get in? Well, you don't get in. It's, it's kind of like you earn it, and uh, you've got to be open for over a year. Gonna be small, independently owned uh, craft beer bar, and last year we're up to up forty one, and and there's every year there's new ones opening. And in fact, the other night I went to a very interesting uh, bar called Torst, ah. which uh, yeah, it was big news and big news in beer after uh, New York City Beer Week. It sounds like thirst in Danish, and there was a chef from Omofuko, a general manager from DBGB, consultants from Evil Twin and Twelve Percent Imports. And they really uh, raised the bar for beer up bars in the city. But for many of us, uh, we, we've, we've got our favorites already. I mean, I really like Spite and Dive. I like Jimmy's number 43. And Queens Kickshaw, you guys really made, it, made a difference this year for New York City Beer Week. There were so many events that you guys did that really stood out. And Gloria Dawson's here. Gloria wrote a nice article for Time Out about all the great new uh, places in, in, in Queens. So let's talk about Queen's beer. Yeah, um, there's so much going on. Um, we actually we didn't have Queen's Cake Shop because they're they're you know they've been around for a few years. Um, but yeah, they're sort of started. I feel like um, the trend of great restaurants, great great beer. Um, there was three breweries and a b- bunch of restaurants uh, and a, the beer cheese shop too. All right, well, tell us about your place, Queen's Cake Shop. Uh, sure, uh, Queen's Cake Shop. We're on Broadway, right off of Steinway. Um, we, uh, we're a coffee shop, we're a beer bar, we're uh, a restaurant, uh, we're kind of all three. We wear a lot of different hats, and uh, that's, you know, of course, a, a challenge, but also that's what makes it so much fun. But during Beer Week, you guys, I noticed you had a lot of events, so you, you did stand out. Yeah, so, uh, so I could tell you about the, uh, the menu, if you like, we did for Beer Week. It was a lot of fun. Um, 
we uh, basically we, we paired the four different uh, uh, Queens breweries with four different courses, and then we also uh, took it a step further and included uh, uh, a part of the brewing process or the beer itself into each of the dishes. Uh, that were that were paired with those beers. So the first course was uh, miso mustard pickles, uh, which were uh, basically beer battered, but they had a uh, brewer's yeast from single cut beer smiths uh, uh, for, from the bottom of their fermenters. Um, the second course was uh, uh, like a seared um, romaine hearts with a uh, kombucha vinegar, uh, and uh, what else was in there? Um, skipping something, uh, but that was uh, paired with a, a one-off uh, keg of uh, Lover saison that we got from Beyond Kombucha just for Beer Week, um, and then the third course was a white bean uh, uh, and, and, and beer stew, which was uh, served in a purse. Uh, it was cooked with uh, wort from uh, Rockaway Brewing uh, Company Scotch Ale, and uh, we paired that with the Scotch Ale, of course. And then finally for dessert, we had uh, beer and bread pudding, which was uh, made with the uh, hazelnut brown, which I'm drinking right now, which is freaking delicious, and it was paired with from R- Rich beer. had bridge and So, Rich, I was out at your place... Uh few weeks ago yep. out in Queens and I was really impressed at, at some of your beers and you did the launch in Manhattan at Jimmy's number 43 right. yep. but this That's hazelnut place. brown ale it's really uh, seems to be your signature beer right now yeah I, yeah it's been a, a recipe I was sitting on for a while and uh, just waiting for the opportunity to put it out there and uh, it's gotten the reaction that it got when I was doing it as a home brewer so um, yeah I'm uh, pretty happy the way it's going well, a little bit later, we're going to do more of an in-depth interview with you and talk about how you got started. But Gloria, you're the you're the journalist. <laughs> Did a big story on Queens beer and beer bars. Yeah, um, it was uh, it was really exciting because I'm I live in Astoria and um, I've seen lots of uh, interesting things happening. And um, I don't know they don't uh, there's not a lot of reporting on uh, the restaurants and and breweries um, and stuff going on in Queens. So it was really exciting. And I met with Rich. I met with guys from Rockaway, I met with guys from Single Cut, um, Astoria Beer Cheese, um, let's see, the guy Sunswick 35 is opening a new place. Um, it's open now, isn't it? Yeah, it's open now, yeah. Yeah, Actually, o- open door in Long Island City. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, it was uh, it's really exciting to go and uh, check all this stuff out and I'll be in like within walking distance of my place. Well, do you have any questions for our Queens guys? Um, let's see. Um, so... What made you decide not to ever repeat a beer? I mean, that's a really big challenge. It, yeah, it started <laughs> off as a challenge uh, to do for just one year. Uh-huh. And then we would go back and have some of our favorites after that year. But uh, we just kept it going because there were still so many more beers that we had yet to try. And, uh, of course, uh, I think it's probably a little bit of a trend now that people have rotating taps. And so uh, it's not been much of a challenge, to tell you the truth. Uh, it's been harder to get lighter uh, you know, lagers and pils- and uh, kolsches and pilsners and things like that. But um, everything else, I mean, breweries are just coming out with so many one-offs and experimental stuff that now that it's it's been great to try everything. Do you haven't repeated one beer? Uh, no. Never? Te- technically, no. <laughs> <laughs> and what, do you have a question for Rich, our, our new brewery from New York City? Uh, let's see. I mean, I, I did an interview with you, so I don't know. Um, when we talked, we talked a little bit about your plans of expansion and uh, kind of we're going now because you're a super small operation. It feels almost artisanal, I'd say, right. in style. But um, I, I like to think I'm the smallest brewery in New York City right now, like real brewery, functioning brewery. Um, I think you might be right. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, you had talked a little bit about uh, thoughts of expanding. Um, is that is that happening? Or are you thinking? Yeah. I mean, you got such great reactions. Um, we're I'm actively looking for a bigger space. Um, 
you've you saw my space it's uh all of 150 square feet but i wow. can extract every you know every inch i could get you know make it work for the brewery so um but i'm kind of painted into a corner where if i don't get a bigger space i can't get bigger equipment like i i couldn't even expand right now to a three barrel system so um i was actually looking this weekend at a space that's 2500 square feet um it's a little scary. Also, in, it's in Queens. It's in Queens. Um, it's not exactly where I want it to be. Um, I'd rather be in wo- either Woodside or Astoria. It's actually in Glendale, which is it's like Glendale bordering Bushwick and Ridgewood. Um, it might be off the drawing board by next week. I don't know. Hmm. Um, but it's you know, I want it to be like close enough that maybe people can come by train if they want to work in the brewery, because there's been a lot of people that have offered to help me. And where I'm at in Maspeth, it's not it's not really accessible to public transportation. Like Gloria, she came from Astoria, which is like two buses and a train. It's my old neighborhood, and I could have picked her up in ten minutes, and it took her two hours to get there. You know, and that seems like everybody's in that boat. So I got to figure out what's going to work for people. You know, that want to come on and you know make this a bigger brewery. You know. Yeah, I wonder, I think sometimes the biggest challenge with something so small is kind of keeping, you know, your unique hands-on-ness to your beer that really shows up, and it's also your, you know, hand-delivering your beer. Um, I think the, we're seeing, I'm seeing now um, these really small breweries trying to expand and sort of going, you know, the growing pains of that, um, mm-hmm. but I think just keeping your, your brand very artisanal is, is yeah. super important. Well, trying to keep a balance with that, too. You know, it's a question of, is, will it be a five-barrel system or a ten-barrel system? Because the bigger it gets, the less you have your hands on it, you know? I like going to the bars and, you know, growler-filling stores and meeting guys like Ben and, you know, really, and you, Jimmy, you know, coming down and climbing down the stairs with my kegs, you know. <laughs> I like it, you know. And what, what, what are we drinking right now? It's the hazelnut brown ale, Tiger Eyes, hazelnut brown. And how did you come up with that recipe? Uh, years, a, years ago... It was a, uh, I was, one of my, one of the beers that I liked a lot that used to be, it used to be available at uh, Matchless over in Williamsburg. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is going back like seven, eight years ago. They used to have rogue uh, hazelnut nectar in kegs, which you never, you can never find these days. And, um, but back then he used to, for whatever reason, he was able to get his hands on kegs. Pouring beer. Okay. (laughs) Beer's going around. Um. So we used to go in. My wife and I used to stop in there before we had kids. And, uh, you know, every Friday and Saturday we'd go someplace, and Matchless was always on the list because he either had the hazelnut or he had a Baltic porter or something else cool. And it just became a style that I wanted to experiment with, and I experimented with it literally for about seven years. And I, it was the one beer that I really was excited to do once once I got the licensing. Um, but... You know, there's other beers that I'm excited about, too. You know, so, I mean, it's just one, which is unfortunate with, say, Ben, that he has the rotating tap lines because he did, you know, like he sold a lot of it, and I'd like to keep bringing it there, but we got to figure something else out. five you know? kegs in one week. Actually, and five kegs in five days. Yeah. But so, I thought, uh, how, how can you sell five kegs if you're rotating kegs all the time? Well, you know, rotating beers, so we never repeat the beer. So we kept that beer going as, until until. Uh, oh, beer so you're not just over. buying one keg at a time. Uh, generally speaking, one keg at a time, but sometimes two. But we won't go in between, you know, go back and forth between beers. I see. So you, you you're okay with getting? He caught me in a lie. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
Huh. You know, we're tough journalists here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now that makes sense. Okay. So you'll, you'll run with something you like and you'll keep it going, but then when it's out, you won't go back. Uh, honestly, I've never bought more than two kegs of anything except for Rich's beer. That's the truth. <laughs> so now you know, guys. It went so fast. Just you deliver yourself. a lot of You kegs know how fast they went at your bar. I know. We, we, we had two small kegs, and literally by the next day, they were gone. Did you have the same, the hazelnut? I did, and someone told me I drank one whole keg myself, (laughs) which I probably did. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Ben, you guys, Queensboro. This this, this isn't telling me anything about Queensboro. (laughs) I mean, so there's a couple bars in Queens, a couple small breweries. What else is going on in Queens? Uh, okay, let's see. Um, I mean, it's everything is 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 pretty small. It's but it's I, I don't know if that's the great part about it. Um, it's uh, everyone's really supportive. I feel like everyone knows each other. Um, the uh, the other uh, brewery that's not here is the Rockaway guys, and they're out of Long Island City. Um, they actually started um, it's just as homebrewers out in the Rockaways where they vacationed. Um, and they just bought a space. Um, they're sort of doing similar, you know, very small operations, similar to Rich. Um, and then Single Cut is sort of like the big player, big, you know, comparatively. Of course, they're quite small compared to like Bud or something. Um, and they've got like a they've got a, a bunch of different uh, beers uh, rotating, a bunch of different. Uh, they're they're actually showing up at a lot of different places. Um, and they're you know full in. They've got like a bunch of employees, so they're sort of like. An uh, interesting example of how to uh, upscale and still keep the quality, and they're still delivering, hand delivering. So, Lori, what do you look for w- when you go into a bar in Queens? What what, what would make you happy in um, terms of their beer lineup or selection or anything? Let's see. Um, I mean, I like seeing local stuff, of course. Um, that's really exciting. I mean, for a while, um, I was uh, excited about seeing. You know, before I kind of knew about the local uh, Queens stuff, I was excited to see like a Bronx. Or something. Um, also, people who want to talk to me about beer. Um, I mean, that was the thing about like the story of beer cheese. They'll just, you know, if you have questions, they'll kind of talk to you for a while. They'll pair something. I'm really in- interested in pairing lately. It's a kind of exciting new field of uh, experimentation. Um, so, someone who can suggest pairings is uh, is a plus. Uh, so, those are kind of what I looked for when I was uh, doing this story. Rich, what do you like? Uh, you know, you, you drink a lot of beer. You've been making it for a while. When you go out, what do you look for? Like, you know, say you went to some bar you've never been into. What would you look for with their, their beer selection? Um, definitely local, local beers. Um, I, I don't, I'm not really much for beer. I mean, I'll have craft brewed beer, but I like the idea when it's close. Um, I think just the product will is generally better, fresher. You know, it didn't travel that far. It's you know they were able to keep better controls over the temperature and whatnot. Um, so I mean, I and I'm more than willing to support somebody that's local. So you know, and it seems that there's might be a, more of a trend now for beers to be marketed more locally. You know, so I mean, if that is the trend, then I'm all over it. You know, yeah, no, we we've seen a big shift. I mean, even a couple of years ago, people weren't really asking for New York beers, but. People come in. Blind Tiger says that Jamie's number forty-three. Tourists come to town; they want to try New York City beers. So it's, it's you guys are right on, nice. right on time, man. Yeah. And uh, Ben, I'm gonna give you guys a toast because when I first met you guys a couple Cheers. years ago, I tried to talk you out of opening a bar cafe. And I know That's we right. met at a party, and you're ah. enthusiastic. Well, I had to because it, it's the litmus test. You gotta really make sure that, that their heart was in it, and, uh, and you we really follow the same tradition. Yes. Anyone who wants to open up a business, I, I try to scare them out of it. <laughs> And see if they're still standing. <laughs> but you guys on your site, tell us your site. 
because uh, you, you had cool photos of when you first opened and the renovations you did. You have a really cool story. You don't even remember, do you? <laughs> it's kind of, you know, it, it was the time of our lives. I mean, it was so much fun building that place. You know, our hands were, were on every inch, you know, every square inch of, of the whole place building it. And, and, and honestly, I mean, that was so long ago now. It's, I mean, it's their fond memories, of course, and it's, uh, it's in the history of our Facebook page. But, hey, you know, I, I want to do it again. I don't, I don't really look back too much right. on that. I'll tell you what, <laughs> we're, when we come back from the break, you're going to come back and tell me about how you guys got started. And then we're going to talk to Rich. He's going to tell us about how he got started. We'll be back in a few minutes on Beer Sessions Radio. You're listening to Real Long Way to Go by Brothers NYC on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. So you like good beer. Whether you're a craft beer pro or just had your first sip of an IPA, GreatBrewers.com is your number one beer resource on the internet. GreatBrewers.com bridges the gap between the world's great brewers and the consumers who enjoy their products. With so much information and misinformation out there, GreatBrewers.com focuses on education and leaves no stone unturned. Take the Great Beer Test on their website and browse through an extensive product catalog. Download their mobile beer cloud app which includes a GPS beer finder, a beer sommelier, and descriptions for over 5,000 different brews. What are you waiting for? Back up that passion for craft beer with some solid information and education. Visit greatbrewers.com today. All right. Hey, welcome back to Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. Thanks for that shout-out for greatbrewers.com, our sponsor. we got a good show tonight. We're here with the uh, Queen's Craft Beer Scene, Gloria Dawson from Time Out, Ben and Jen from Queen's Quick... Queen's Quick Shock. Queen's Quick Shock. Uh, Rich from Ridge and Tunnel Brewery. And a guest from up, up in Inwood, uh, Gus Anton from Inwood Local. All right. Let's make a toast. We just had, had some of Rich's awesome Bridge and Tunnel, uh, Tiger Eyes, Hazelnut Brown Ale, which has been a real hit of, of New York City Beer Week. One of the smallest breweries in New York. He probably had the most popular beer uh, in New York City Beer Week. And now we're drinking. What did you bring, Gloria, from Single Cut Beer? Single Smoke? Cut, their. Um, their 18 watt IPA. It's a. Uh, it's pretty hoppy and it's. Uh, but it's actually pretty low ABV, uh, which I kind of dig because I'm pretty much a lightweight. So it's kind of nice to have a, a big beer that isn't uh, going to knock me off a bar stool. So. <laughs> I think it's just right. So um, Ben and Jen. Yes. Sir. Tell us how you got started. A little sure, backstory. Sure. Queens I mean, Kickshaw and Queens. Queens Quickshaw. It's a long story, but I, if I had to wrap it into a nutshell. It was trying to do as much as we possibly could on a really ridiculously, unrealistically small budget. Uh, we went way over budget and, and had to, you know, put like $65,000 on our credit cards, which, which we, you know, took out just for specifically in case we were going to go over budget, which we did. And, um, but the funnest part about it was just, uh, you know, designing the whole place ourselves and being there every single day and, you know, learning, learning how to do everything, how to 
you know, use the power tools and how to, uh, you know, do everything from sand to, to uh, you know, use the, the jigsaw and the, and the and all the cutters and everything. And, and to this day, it's been one of the most amazing things for uh, being a business owner, having built the place. Now I know how to repair the place. So I've probably saved, you know, many, many, many thousands of dollars just being able to fix little things that I would have no clue about before. And so with you and Jen, what are your roles in the business? Do you, uh, yeah, we, you, you know, wear we, different hats? Yeah, we wear different hats. I mean, basically, I run the beer program and the beverage program and, and uh, sort of guide uh, the menu and, and, and uh, do the training for, for service and stuff like that. Jen handles uh, social media, uh, uh, human resources, hiring, um, you know, like keeping uh, up with, uh, <clears throat> uh, with the media and, and, and things like that. Jen, you want to talk? Hello. That that about sums it up. Um, we're a pretty good team, actually. It's you know the the challenges of uh, being husband and wife working together all the time, um, but I think we complement each other really well because there are different things that we're good at, and so so we kind of make it all work. And what are, what are some of the cool things about the neighborhood that you're in? Like other cool places to go. Where do you yeah, I mean, I mean, coffee? Astoria is awesome. I mean, there's so many things that are that are happening these days. A lot of new restaurants and new bars are opening up. Um, the, the the neighborhood is a really solid neighborhood. Um, I mean, I talk about this a lot, and it's it's you know, of course, this brings up larger issues of of, of uh, new restaurants and new and and sort of you know cool things and hipster things and yada 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 and gentrification. And the thing is about Astoria, it's it's a really strong, solid neighborhood. It's you know. There's, there's not a lot of turnover happening, although, of course, it's moving in a certain direction, but much slower than other places like, you know, like, like Williamsburg or, you know, the Lower East Side. Um, and so it's exciting that, you know, all of this can still happen within the context of, of a solid neighborhood that's, that, that, that's not getting destroyed. And then uh, how did you guys get so involved in Beerwick this year? I saw Queen's Kickshaw all over the place, did a lot of events. And in particular, I know you guys tried to bring in all the Queen's breweries. So was that natural for you, or had you been working on that for a while? Did people approach you? I mean, there's a. I mean, the, we definitely have a strong sense of Queens pride. We live in Queens. Um, I was uh, I was raised in Long Island City. Um, you know, we have a, a very strong sense of pride about about where we are. We knew that we wanted to open a business in our neighborhood, and I think that that definitely you know carries across. Our, our customers also really appreciate and see that. And uh, can you repeat the question? <laughs> <laughs> No, but <laughs> you go, you're getting somewhere. You're doing good now. All right. And, okay, on a typical day, what can I get at Queen's Kick Shop? On a typical day? Well, I mean, we specialize in grilled cheese sandwiches. Uh, pretty soon, um, you're going to see a whole new menu at the Queen's Kick Shop. We've uh, hired a new chef uh, a few months ago, and he's just, uh, you know, kicking out some incredible, incredible stuff that we've been doing all these different pairings with. So, um you know, we've been doing tasting menus for like New Year's Eve and for Valentine's, for Beer Week, for uh, uh, Cider Week, um, and we're going to continue with the pairings, of course. But we've got uh, you know a whole new menu coming out, and so that's really exciting. Brunch started recently, which is we're just you know kind of knocking it out of the park with that. It's wonderful. The the food's great. So you can get uh, you know in the morning you can get amazing coffee, especially coffee, grilled cheese sandwiches in the afternoon, and at night we're we're specializing in uh, craft beers. All right. And you guys have a great mu- music scene going there. Oh, yeah. Now, Friday right? nights yeah. we do music. Uh, that's uh, once a week. And one of your beer stories I really liked it was from Single Cut. Mm-hmm. Was the, What was your – it was the Christmas Eve? Yeah, we like doing story. like fun, weird, you know, kind of goofy, off-the-wall creative events. And one of them was uh, uh, called Walks and Locks. It was a, a Christmas Eve 
and uh, so we did a whole menu of, of uh, basically uh, Jewish and Chinese inspired uh, dishes and uh, so we asked Single Cut before they were even open uh, before they were selling beer if they would start uh, by making a uh, uh, something in that tradition for us so that what they came up with was a uh, Szechuan pepper corn matzah beer nice. and that's what's and it's become one of their most popular beers as far as uh, from what I've heard, uh, they call it the Yan Olympic White Lager, and it, it's it's delicious. What it's, are you going to do for uh, Passover? <laughs> That's a great question. I'm doing a cider dinner, just so you know. Oh, yeah? Oh, well, cider goes with Passover. That should be good. It's cider. <laughs> it's called Cider Cedra Seder. <laughs> wonderful. That's wonderful. You're not doing anything special for Passover? We haven't thought about it you yet. You should. We haven't thought about it yet. Come on. I agree. <laughs> that, we didn't, you know, that's the thing we didn't even pick. Who's doing anything interesting for Passover? It's not on your radar. I got St. Patrick's Day on my radar. I'm doing, I'm doing, I, I, I won, Cider Cedra Seder at Jimmy's number 43. All right. Wow. Yes, yeah, I noticed af, after uh, New York City Beer Week, kind of like all the events just went flat. <laughs> the last two weeks, there was like not too much going on. Everyone's regrouping. So it was, it was a lot of fun, I will say that. And Rich, we're going we're gonna to get to you now. So I know, I know a little bit about your backstory. We, we went out with some riders. We checked out what you were doing. And um, you really just started as a homebrewer, didn't you? Yeah. I've uh, been brewing for about 10 years, <clears throat> uh, going on 11, um, but you know most of those years were uh, as a home brewer, um, brewing, brewing out of an apartment, small apartments. Uh, my wife and I were first living in a studio over in Long Island City, and I was working a job where I had uh, Tuesdays and Wednesdays off, and a buddy that I was working with, that he was a brewer, and he kind of like tapped into something that I always wanted to do, and he was like, listen, we both have bad days off why don't you get into brewing and I'll start brewing again and we'll bring beer in. And that's, that was, you know, like I said, almost 11 years ago. Um, and then I just, it just, I just locked in with it, you know, especially like the, I did extract brewing for like a couple of batches and then wanted to try all grain. And then I just love the process, you know, and, uh, where, where did you first get your, your good all grain recipes online? Were you reading any books like Charlie Papazian or anything? Actually, um, there's, a, there's a book out that's uh, it's called Designing Great Beers, which like really gets into the math of brewing and like you know with the days the bad days off like I just really just poured over this book and it taught like the the math in this book makes it possible for you to just really sit down and work out your whole recipe you know with you know you have pen paper calculator you do it all you know and it's like the same the same methodology that you know let's say like a beer smith program or you know some of the software that's online would that mim that it mimics so basically i started off just doing it by hand and i've i'm kind of refused to let go of that so but yeah designing great beers it's an older book and i in fact i got it off off of uh bookstore on Steinway that went under and another place came up in their place but they used to have in the very back they used to have like books that were like uh, you know discounted you know dead stock kind of books and this Designing Great Beers it had a, uh, a bent cover and the guy was selling it for like five <laughs> bucks it was a $20 book and I was like I'll take that you know and awesome it turns story. out to be like my bible yeah. well, one thing I like about also having been to your brewery you know, you're meticulous. I, I feel like that technically you're not making any mistakes. Right. And a lot of things you, you made by hand or you rigged up. Whole system, pretty much, built myself, um, which 
I'm sure Ben can relate to when you really get your hands into something and you start from the ground up and build it and then you see it working, you know, worst case scenario, if something breaks, you know how to repair it. If it's not working the way it's supposed to, you can tweak it and make it, you know, perform. But that's how I've been finding the whole system so far. I mean, like, like I said, I built it myself. And at first I was really like reluctant to put that out there. But now that it, the more that I get exposed to other, you know, now that I'm looking into possibly bigger systems, I realize that my little system is just a tight little system, you know, and it and it's been it's been working really well for me. You know. No, I can I can tell, and you haven't really made any mistakes. I haven't had a bad beer yet, which is kind of a problem with some new breweries. Sometimes you get some off beers, you know. Yeah. What what's the other beer that you brought? The uh, stout. Yeah, I brought I brought the uh, my stout. It's uh, calling it milk and oatmeal stout. It's really a milk stout with a. Uh, Let's taste that. Yeah, generous. Uh, and Jen from Queen, Queen's Kickshaw is our sommelier <laughs> today pouring for yeah. everyone. Yeah. yeah. yeah so there's uh, lactose in the uh, boil, and there's um, uh, oatmeal in the mash. Uh, I was trying to go for, like, kind of crossing both styles. And I'm just going to finish my beer so I can get some. <laughs> and then, Rich, too, uh, you're, you're not trying to make too many styles, or are you? You have, you have a few beers that you're making right now. You know... Like how many beers are you making? I would like I would I would like to make a lot of styles, but um, I'm a one man show right now, and one of the things that everything everything for me is kind of like a triage uh, activity. Like what what can I do now that's uh, you know going to get the beer out, and what can I fit in around it? And one of the things I consistently find that I have trouble fitting around is going through the labeling process with the feds in the state. So that, that's been the one thing that's been holding up my recipes. You know what I mean? So right now I have technically I have so Every five, time you make a new recipe, you have to get it approved. It's a 40-day it's a process. And I've only had the brewery going since September. So I have five, five recipes officially approved. Um, the fourth one went into the kettle last weekend, which is uh, it's going to be a black rye IPA. Um, but that that in itself has been slowing me up because you know it's a matter of do you sit in front of the computer, and, or you know put the, get this paperwork together and mail it off and you know make copies and multiple copies and the whole bit, or do you get in there and clean kegs? You know what I mean? And I'm just I'm trying to figure out how to push it forward and get the paperwork done. But that's so far, like I said, four beers have been you know officially produced. Fifth that I've I have a labeling for, but I haven't done yet. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I'm all I'm all for different styles. I have a whole bunch of recipes that I'm kind of itching to dig into, you know. But What's just, the fifth style? Uh, fifth one is going to be called uh, Redbird Express uh, Belgian Red IPA. Um, it's named after the Seven Train, the old Redbird Seven Trains. You have some great oh, names wow. for your beers. Yeah, well, it's got to be about queens, <laughs> Good you know. Stories. Yeah. yeah. Um, Here we go. There's the Queen's Pride. Yeah, right. But you're really the, you're the ultimate Queens brewer then, because uh, you know it's I funny. think you probably have the most roots in Queens. It's funny. I have. Well, Ben Ben was born in Long Island City. No, not born. Just raised. Okay. I was well. I was born in I was born in Maspeth. Um, I spent. I mean, admittedly, it's not where I wanted to end up because growing up in Queens back in the '70s and the '80s wasn't really a great place to be living. Um, so I kind of took initiative to leave. Um, I lived overseas for off and on for 
I was away for probably a good eight years, and then I came back for family. But like once I came back, I've been back now for 13 years. But once I came back, all the New York thing just came right back. But you know, no matter what it is, man, this is your home, and uh, I feel like Queens has always been kind of under-recognized. Meanwhile, there's so many things going on in Queens. Most diverse borough, you know, among the boroughs. I mean, that's. I mean, if you know anybody who likes traveling, they 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 dig that, you know, and I love it. Um, like this place that we're at right now. It's just, I was just uh, talking with Gloria that we're like there's a wood burning stove right outside. It's a it's spot on to a, a little uh, tea house uh, in Nepal, you know. And uh, I mean, like, where are you going to go to find this kind of stuff? I mean, I think you know the boroughs, you know, and as they're developing, I want to pay tribute to this whole place, you know. And uh, so that's that's why you call it bridge and tunnel. Well, bridge and tunnel, you know, bridges and tunnels unite the city, you know. Um, I don't really care whatever what other connotation they might the term might have. Um, for me, when I was a kid, it was a term that simply meant that you lived in the boroughs and that you commuted to the city to go to school or to a party, and that's what everybody did back then. I mean, I went to you know I went to school in the city. You know, come the weekends, I was always in the village, and you know what? I'm reclaiming the term. Um, I think right it, back then it was positive, and <laughs> I, I think I think you're making a difference by making a good beer. Right on. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. All right. And you, know, you can just be Queens and Brooklyn, you know. <laughs> cheers exactly, to you, man. man. All right. Cheers, cheers. Well, guys, this is cool. Yeah. Any, who can make the coolest sounds with their beer glasses? How about that? That's Ben. All right. Cheers to everybody. Now, this, this is a pretty intense show because a, a lot of you guys I've, I've met recently and, uh, you know, we haven't done a Queen show before, so. Well, there's definitely good good stories going on. Lots of um, like just yeah, I think stories like like the one Rich just told of just people um, sort of liking their neighborhood. I mean, same with like Rockaway kind of had a um, you know like a their you know their story is part of Queens as well. And um, I don't know, and it's nice to see. Uh, I think. Uh, like a lot of people would come for obviously like the Bohemian Beer Garden is like the sort of beer, but there's so many other places to go for good beer in Queens. So what now. are a couple other places to go in Queens for beer? Um, well, Sunswick is is great. Um, Astoria Beer Cheese, uh, the Strand, Crescent and Vine. Um, probably forgetting some others. Uh, you've made you've named most of them, but uh, uh, them. I think I just wanted to add what uh, you know some interesting piece of history. Basically, when when Jen and I were were, were opening up uh, Queens Kickshaw while we were building, um, we we discovered someone else sort of grabbed the name Kickshaw. So we sort of had to do a little research on on our neighborhood to figure out if we wanted to name rename it something else, or, which is how we landed on the Queens Kickshaw because we really wanted to identify with the neighborhood. But in the process, we uh, we went to the historical society and and. Um, told them our story and what we were going to be doing and uh, they they uh, I'm not a historian so I'm probably going to bastardize this whole story but basically Astoria was a haven for uh, brewing and beer gardens uh, before prohibition so there's really you know if, if you had to say that there was a place in, in New York City that you know kind of you know pulsed with the uh, with beer in the etheria of the streets and the history of, of the place that would be Astoria and so it was really surprising to me that there, there are no, were no uh, breweries in Queens when we opened Queens Kickshaw, and, and I'm very proud to say that now there are four. Yeah, there's. Mm. I mean, it's a similar story in in Brooklyn and Manhattan too, but it's taken Queens a bit longer to kind of um, come back. Uh, I mean, even from Prohibition. Yeah. Um, but there were bottling plants, breweries. That was really big. 
Yep. Oh, cool. Well, I'll tell you what. How about another glass of that Bridge and Tunnel Stout? All right. We'll take a few minutes break. We'll be back on uh, Beer Sessions Radio. Welcome back to Beer Sessions Radio and the Heritage Radio Network. We're out here at Roberta's in Bushwick. Bushwick is right next to Queens. It's right next to what, Ridge, Ridgewood, Queens. Yep. So uh, we're right. We're right near Honorary. Queens. Honorary yeah. Queens. Honorary Queens. And uh, <laughs> you guys, you guys missed a couple of Queens uh, beer places. We're saying Alewife, um, Long Island City, Long Island City. Uh, you know, of course, there's the new beer garden. You got, you got it. I mean, if you're going to do a beer garden tour, you got to go to the, the old beer garden. So usually we tell people to go to Good Beer Seal and check out places like Sunswick is is on on yep. Good Beer Seal. But is there any other site to, to learn more about Queens places? Um, so I know there's Edible, I heart, Edible I heart Queens. Astoria is another good website. Um, and then there's Borough Mag. Magazine. They make. They do. Uh, they focus on Queens and uh, mostly Long Island City and Astoria. So they're All both right. good. Uh, well, we got a great story from Rich about Bridge and Tunnel Brewing, and, it, and let's, we're still talking. Let's keep it going, guys. <laughs> this is cool. Everybody's starting to talk. And we got a special guest here, Gus Anton. He uh, was going to be a calling guest. He's a fan of, of. Are you from Queens, Gus? No, I'm not from. You're Queens. not, but you're Greek. I'm Greek, yes. <laughs> Again, a lot honorary. Of Greeks in the story. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So uh, you, you, you've oh, tell us just tell you what you do. You got some place in Manhattan up in Inwood. Yeah, it's all the way uptown. Uh, a lot of people think it's in the Bronx. Inwood is at the very tip of Manhattan, um, and uh, we're pretty much a wine bar and beer garden. Uh, we've got about thirty or so seats in the back. We have an outdoor. Well, it's not. It's kind of outdoor. We tented it due to uh, the possible. Um, noise that might escape from people kind of having a good time and drinking out into a, a residential building that's behind us and then in the front there we have um, about 30 plus more seats so Gus this is, you're, you're going to have a quick story with you because you're our, our little studio guest here but sure. it says you have a limited beer knowledge but you know enough to know that Inwood would need a place with a respectable beer list. So what kind of beers Absolutely. do you have up there? Uh, we've got uh, we've got about three of the Trappist beers and we do 16 rotating taps um, domestic imported. Um, yeah, right. and we well, listen. Cheers to you. Th- cheers. Thanks for coming on. Just Thank want to you. say a quick shout me. out. Um, you know, you're going to learn a lot about beer. Keep listening to us on Beer Sessions Radio. Absolutely. Thank you. And, Thanks um, for having me. Hopefully, okay. you've been up there, Gloria. So, yeah, you? I went yeah. up there for my my next piece for timeout, um, and I walked in, and it's just it's just. It, it shows what Inwood is. It's just a great, diverse place uh, from the people, the beer, um, and it just you know totally made me smile up there. And you've got two other places. So you kind of are slowly kind of changing. I feel like Inwood's. Uh, yeah. it, if you eat in Inwood, you most likely you're going to eat one of your places. One of my places, like. maybe. Yeah, yeah. Well, my dad had a place over on Dykeman Street uh, in the '60s, and he had it for about four, ten-year terms. And then what after was it called? That, it was called the Cloisters Cafe. Yeah, anyone that's been born and raised in that neighborhood knows exactly where it was. Um, it's turned into a bank now, but um, he was there forever. And um, he still, you know, he tries to help me whenever I go food shopping. He'll come along with me. 
Um, he, you know, he's in his seventies now, but he's a restaurant. Yeah, a long time. Yeah. And what's the other place? Uh, the Garden Cafe is actually further north on Two Hundred Seventh Street and Broadway. Um, yeah. And it's, it's pretty much on the same block as the beer garden. So, Gloria, you, you have a Time Out article coming out about yeah, some Actually, it's just uh, beer, gardens, beer uh, gardens, sort of spring, spring stuff going on. Um, but, yeah, this was a, a little bit off the beaten path. But I walked in, and it's just it just really fits with, uh, with you know, people want to try a beers. And you've got, like, a great deal on Fridays. They have, uh, like, an open... For Saturdays of the for, month, oh, yeah. For Saturdays of the month. Yeah, 10 to 1 a.m., three hours. We do an open bar for 30 bucks. Um, and pretty much all of the, the, the drafts are available, um, a lot of the house wines, and then we do sake cocktails. Yeah, it's a, it's a, yeah. It's a really great, great space, and uh, yeah, just like great piece of chill. It was all right. So that was our call-in, in-studio <laughs> guest. Came all the way to, to, to say hi. And we're going to see you again, Gus, because we know you're a rising star. Thanks a lot. Doing a great job. Thanks, thanks for having me. All right, me. so back to Queens. Well, Gus, why don't you join in on this one then? Let's talk about Queens. So you said you've checked out some of the Queens bars. Yeah, I... Um, Okay. Did you want me to mention? <laughs> yeah, which ones have yeah. you checked out? Well, I've actually been at the Kickshaw uh, a couple times. I love the place. I, so I highly think, recommend it. How about this? Let, let's. He, he's going to tell us more about the Kickshaw than the owners did. <laughs> okay, what does it look like, and how big uh, is you, it? You walk inside, and you never expect you know what's back there. I thought it pretty much ended where the bar was, and when I first walked inside, I said, "Wow, where are they going to sit us? There's there's nothing left here." And then the you had a young lady that was a hostess at the night. At, at, during the, that night and um, she took us to the back and there was a whole other room back there and we were like wow very impressive you did a, a great uh, job with the space I know it's actually the beer garden that I have is the same it's like kind of long and narrow you've got a similar setup um, um, where you kind of walk in and you think okay that's it and then it just keeps, and then there's a, keeps right, going it's yeah, New York yeah. City you, know, you get whatever yeah. space you can use yeah. and then w- did you have food there or did you have drinks yeah we had food and dr- actually we came in once for brunch and then we just came in for drinks one other night and what did you think of the food at Queen's Kitchen? It was great. Yeah, like, my girlfriend had grilled cheese. Grilled cheese. And then I had your uh, frittata, I believe it was, the, uh, the open-face omelet. An omelet, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. And uh, did you have beer there? Yeah, I actually had uh, Rich's beer yeah. the other night, yeah. Did you go there during New York City Beer Week? Or you've been there no, I didn't. I was actually no. in my own place, yeah. Yeah, it was a busy week. So in Inwood, too, you were celebrating New York City Beer Week? Uh, well, that actually, the um, first Saturdays uh, fell on that weekend. And so that's what we kind of went on with a bang in that night. And actually, there's a uh, we did a Harlem Shake video, <laughs> and um, actually the bartender she uploaded it. It's quite funny. Actually, we had a little accident. Nobody got hurt, but but you might want to uh, YouTube that. <laughs> and you have a website? <laughs> we have a website. It's uh, www.inwoodlocal.com. So th- is this where all the real action goes on? You go up to Inwood, you go out to Queens. Somebody I, take I, know exactly. yeah, I, I know you know what's going on. The Bronx, too. Yeah, uh-huh. get, we had to get the outside Bronx. of here. What yeah. about Jen? Where do you go besides Queen's Kickshaw? Oh, man. Queen's Kickshaw takes up all my time. <laughs> but we do. I mean, we love going out to other you know restaurants in the city and LIC. It's a little bit hard to get to, but we have a little scooter that we, we putt around in. So it's nice. Pat, pat, pat. Pat, pat, pat. <laughs> yeah, some great local restaurants in Astoria, too, that we love. All right. Gus, where else do you go? Come on. Gus, in, you're the in most guy here. In Astoria? Sure, Astoria. Uh, as far as, like, what, any restaurant at all? Anything. I love the Greek restaurants that are out there. <laughs> uh, you got Stamatis. You have um, Kikladis. Have you been That's to Ilya's Corner? Ilya's Corner. Still Actually, I've, I, to be honest with you, I've never been there. Um, oh, that's a good never, place. I've never been there, yeah. So you walk in, there's all the fish on display. You can get it cooked any way you want. Yeah, I'm not a big grilled. fish eater, so I... Octopus. Mm-hmm. Greek, not big fish eater? Yeah, no. I don't, yeah. <laughs> no. He's not really Greek. <laughs> We're gonna get some ba- angry letters in from that community. So wait, th- there is one beer that you keep 
on tap all the time, though, the kombucha one you do, right? Yes, we do always. Okay, oh, okay. Now, right. so I'm now we're, we're getting we're called out on another lie. Thank you, Gloria. <laughs> so we have. That's seven, why we have seven. a journalist here. <laughs> there are seven taps total. One is for uh, cold brewed iced coffee, which is technically not a beer, and that's on all the time. Uh, we have a, a, a dedicated cider line, and that's uh, always going to be cider. It's it's you know we, we talk, it's uh, farmhouse cider uh, almost exclusively. We we try to rotate it. Does it rotate? Yeah, we do try to rotate that, but it's you know there's not a lot of uh, cideries, so you know we try to rotate that between Farnham Hill, between Aspal, between um, uh, what else? Uh, Harvest Moon, um, uh, Naked Flock. Uh, so we, we go back and forth between all those. Uh, there's a new one uh, that, that that we're getting uh, from Spain called Castañón, um, <clears throat> and then uh, the lastly is uh, kombucha, yeah. and uh, so. Uh, there's been a few different uh, versions uh, that Beyond Kombucha's come out with, which I should just go back and say that uh, we've been talking about Queen's Breweries. They were yeah. technically the first uh, brewery to come back since Prohibition, uh, right before Rockaway, and then came uh, 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 sing, uh, sorry, uh, Bridge and Tunnel, Bridge and, tunnel and, and, single and then cut. Single Cut uh, in quick succession. Uh, Qu- uh, Beyond Kombucha debuted in uh, December of 2011. Uh, with a uh, high alcohol or alcohol positive kombucha, as they call it, called Mava Roca, which is a maple vanilla. So, how many? How much alcohol mm-hmm. is it? Uh, about seven percent alcohol. So it's, it is like it's a alcoholic yeah. kombucha. Yeah. Wow. So basically, it's a kombucha. Never base, heard of that. Fermented yeah. tea, which is, then goes through a secondary fermentation uh, with, with sugar and yeast, maple maple syrup actually, and yeast. And uh, uh, so, actually, uh, I'm looking forward to tasting this with you guys. Did you bring here some? Today. You brought we some? brought some. We brought some kombucha. It's called Yes Love. It's a new thing. Uh, and uh, we've we've had it once. We had it for Beer Week. Um, it went in a day. So I'm very excited to have some more right now. Uh, and it basically, Yes Love stands for Yarrow Elderflower Saison. Uh, so it's got Saison yeast. It's also got uh, the love means that it's uh, been uh, uh, combined with uh, Lover's Saison. Uh, sorry, uh, yeah, with Lover's Saison as the uh, as the uh, the base. So it's got. Uh, um, uh, Love potion in there, which is uh, a honey kombucha. It's got uh, aphrodisiacs uh, such as Damiana, um, Miura, Puama. Are you for, you're, <laughs> I'm literally rattling are, off are everything. You, are you coming on to me, Van? Yes. <laughs> yes, love. Yes, love potion. Love. But they're a great story of uh, working with red tape because they were actually not allowed to. Um, they had to get a liquor license uh, because they had too much alcohol in their tea. And instead, they went full on and, and, and opened a brewery and just kind of uh, took the red tape and kind of made a new business out of it, which is exactly. kind of cool. Um, yeah, because you hear about a lot of people you know, having problems with uh, New York State liquor laws, but they kind of made a good business. Well, let's, well let's, if you let's, remember, actually, a couple years, or it was probably about three years ago now, uh, all the kombucha had to be pulled from the shelves of uh, Whole Foods, and it was because they were finding alcohol levels higher than 0.05%. And so uh, 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 Spiro... From Beyond Kombucha decided to take it, you know, a, a new route and just uh, uh, accept the alcohol. Well, let's let's go around the room. We, we've got some good tastes here. Gus, Rich, let's start uh, with Rich. What do you think about as a brewer? What do you think about this seven uh, percent kombucha? That's uh, it's very interesting. I mean, I was um, it's very fine, very fine head, good head retention. Um, it's like a amber chestnut color. Well, keep in mind also there's amber malt in here. It's also brewed with uh, with santium hops. So I mean, it's it's it definitely crosses the boundary of yeah. between beer and kombucha. And supposedly they, I, I mean, I know a little bit about kombucha. It uses uh, sp- uh, sp- 
scoby scoby uh, yeast yeah. it's a, and it becomes like a uh, like a circle like a like a, uh, like, a like a disc yeah, yeah. it's a like patty. a, a then, mother it, when you're making vinegar right. same kind yep. of thing and then yeah. it reproduces itself and but i'm i'm very surprised i mean my wife and i were talking about making kombucha for ourselves at home we actually were buying bottles of beyond kombucha while we were still in the process of building the brewery and we were always really um, impressed with it but i mean it's kind of interesting the way it's fermented because it's very very beer like yeah this one is very beer like this is definitely their feel like a crossover because the other other drinks that i've had with them are are definitely have much um, more I, I can't even describe it. It's like a... The, the tart. It's sour. Tart. And yeah. Almost like, yeah. Almost so it's like usually like the, the typical kombucha, the tea, yeah. the tea base, the fermented. Exactly. It's, it's, this one's much more like beer-like. It's a gateway to we, kombucha. We mm-hmm. found a lot of the, the, their... Um, usually it's like kind of like uh, champagne-like, you know? Mm-hmm. This, I was cu- I'd be curious what they use to ferment this. Um, if it's a scoby, it's uh, very interesting. Uh, definitely There's definitely, definitely tasty. It's De- great. You should you should go there. That's definitely one of the more unique breweries you go to. You don't usually hear like uh, yoga music playing in a brewery, and uh, there's like Buddha sculpture. It's a uh, it's pretty cool. It's w- where is the space. brewery? It's in uh, it's in Astoria. It's actually just a few blocks away from you guys. Just right? one block away from yeah. us. It's on uh, Steinway and and uh, the next block down from Broadway. The, and what does a kombucha brewery look like? Does it look like a soda sh- a soda factory? A, a, um, a brewery? Yeah, I mean, it just it looks like a, a small brewery. They just happen to have um, you know the, it's fermenting longer, so it's like cloth covered um, barrels, um, and you can see like you see the fermented. It's, it, it is those rings. It's um, a little different looking, but some of the the fermenting tanks are, are fairly similar in some ways. So. Yeah, yeah. So you guys are for the only time everyone anyone's ever asked me to put kombucha on draft is someone that doesn't want to drink. So I've said no to that, but yeah. this is but, a whole different thing. Yeah. yeah, it's a completely different thing, and it's you know it's it's one it's high in alcohol, two uh, it's not it's very atypical. This particular one is atypical of most kombuchas in that it's not gluten free. A lot of people think of a of a kombucha as being gluten free, but this has amber malt in it. So wow! So you have these these three special lines, and you have four lines of beer, and then four lines of beer. All right, Gus, what do you think about the alcoholic kombucha? At uh, this point of the session, I'm I'm pretty much uh, <laughs> very close to toast. <laughs> but it's, it's very effervescent. I mean, I wouldn't uh, expect this to be anything but tea-related. Uh, definitely very close to a beer. Very fruity. Uh, good head on it. And, um, wow, I mean, it's, it's I, I like it a lot. All yeah. right. Cool. Well, cheers to Beyond Kombucha. Well, this is a pretty good little cross-section of, uh, of Queens. Today on the show, Rich, tell us, tell us a few more things. I mean, you, you're from Queens, and you're really probably one of the best brewers in Queens right now. Oh man, thank you. I can say that. I'm, I appreciate hey. it. I appreciate it. Um, I can second that. Oh, oh god, <laughs> the pressure. Um, I would say I'd, I'm. If I'm going to speak for myself, I'd say I'm the smallest and scrappiest brewer right now in Queens. Um, definitely the underdog. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean. You know, like I said, been brewing since uh, professionally now, if you want to call that, since September, and the uh, process is slowly getting easier. Uh, initially, in the beginning, it was like, uh, you know, getting the system to work for me, and I took a lot of injuries in the beginning, which, you know, in my, the way I see it, if, if uh, you know, if you get a good story out of it, then it's worth it. So uh, maybe that's the Irish side in me, but... Uh, you know, like I, I got hurt a lot. You know, and it was kind of uh, every injury. I'd be like, all right, well, I'm still standing. You know, let's let's uh, keep going, and I'm going to laugh about it later. Um, 
like I did the first uh, homebrew club that I uh, that I spoke with was uh, guys over in uh, Greenpoint, uh, the Brooklyn Bruisers, and uh, I went there and uh, like my beer was just like so young. There was the 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 Hefeweizen that was actually I'm sorry the Dunkelweizen was uh, like in the fermenter so for a short time and I like kind of like forced out a keg so I can get a sample for these guys and uh, headed over there with the you know the stout and the Hef- and the Dunkelweizen and um, and like the whole time I'm giving this presentation and uh, meanwhile I had like a second degree burn on my ear from and you guys saw the way my kettles are they're kind of like different heights and stuff you know the boil kettle is like right eye level you know so uh, you know um but yeah i mean it's it's getting easier and uh just trying to move forward with it and uh get more styles out there you know and uh keep it keep it basic you know like uh all right man. yeah well cheers to you and cheers to everybody here today uh we're gonna do a quick wrap up uh glory anything else you want to say before uh, we close out no i think everyone should come out and uh try all different uh drinking opportunities in queens there's uh tons of tons of choices so. all right jen from Queen's Kickshaw. Anything um, coming up at, at Queen's Kickshaw we should know about? Uh, yeah, actually, we're turning two years old uh, on March 28th, so we've got some stuff planned. We have, like, a crazy awesome lineup of anniversary beers, both uh, that are going to be both on tap and uh, in bottles. Um, and, again, we're, as Ben mentioned, we're debuting a new dinner menu, so look for, like, sort of a preview on that, too. And then some live music and just, you know, a good time, like a toast with all of our our guest customers. And Ben, what's your favorite beer right now? I just wanted to make a shout out to uh, Big Alice Brewery. Oh, yes. Never never tasted anything from them, but I can't wait to see what they're going to come up with. They're a new one on the horizon. A new one in Queens? Yeah, Long Island uh, Island City. Rock out. And Rich, just to give a quick shout out, anything you're doing, Uh, Bridge and Tunnel Brewery? Yeah, well, I'm going to have some uh, IPAs coming up. Uh, I got a. Uh, I want to work on something with uh, maybe the sequel to uh, Angry Amel. Uh, I'm thinking Angry Ingrid. Uh, might might get uh, maybe one of my uh, female fans on the tap handle, you know, the angriest woman that we can find. Oh, you do great tap handles, too. <laughs> yeah, cool. Awesome, man. We're, we're going to be back and talk more about that. And Gus, anything going on up in Inwood, Inwood Local? Actually, for St. Patrick's Day, if you guys are in the neighborhood, we're going to do $5 pints all day on Sunday. All right. Yeah. And hey, thanks again to our sponsor, greatbrewers.com. Uh, thank you for joining us tonight. Here on Beer Sessions Radio, I'd like to thank everybody. We got Gloria, Ben, Jen, Juan, Rich, and Gus for joining me here on the Heritage Radio Network. I'm Jimmy Carboni. Thanks to our producers, Jack Ensley, Brio Connor, and engineer Joe Galarada. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time on Beer Sessions Radio. Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.